Welcome to the Life Launch Podcast. My name is Heather Borsma. I'm a certified business coach who helps mama entrepreneurs double their business with more heart and less hustle. Want to learn how? Let's go. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. I'm so excited to have my friend Laura here today. Laura is the founder and creative director of Laura Melling Studios and she did the work in our house to make it what it is today and then along the way we became friends. <laughs> Basically I didn't give her a choice. I was like law of attraction. Yeah. Like from we when we first met. It just it just was like, okay, you're not just my designer. <laughs> you're so much more. <laughs> and actually, we were having a conversation a couple months ago, and I had an aha moment while we were talking. And it was because we were talking about, like, you've been in business for 12 years. This year will be my 14th year oh having my, gosh. my own business. Okay, 14 yeah. years. I forget. Yeah. That's a long time. <laughs> years go by. Yeah, I mean... Yes, I'm about to turn 40 and I'm like, no, yeah, this can't be happening. So anyways, we were having a conversation and I'm going to give you a chance to introduce yourself, but I want to give context first for everyone listening. What is coming today? Uh, we were having this conversation about business and I made this assumption that like you've been doing this for 14 years. You probably just always get referrals and leads and, and you don't have to spend a lot of time trying to get those connections. And you were like, actually, no, I have a day a week. I don't know if you still do that, but at the time you're like, I use a day a week to do business development. And I was like, the smoke and mirrors disappeared (laughs) and everything became clear. And I was like, oh my gosh, I've been living under this assumption that that it kind of comes. Yeah. You work for a certain number of years, maybe two or three, and then it just rolls in and you don't have to do outreach. And you kind of demystified that for me. Oh yeah. 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 In a really good way, because it made me feel like, oh, nothing's wrong with my business that I actually have to spend time reaching out, building those relationships intentionally, and it doesn't just all flow in. So that's what we're talking about today. Before we dive into that though, Tell us a little bit about yourself other than being the creative director and founder. Yeah, for sure. Thank you, Heather. I mean, growing up, I I was always a very creative uh, individual. I think I, uh, it wasn't until kind of later in high school and, and leaving high school that I kind of started to connect some of the dots on how I could apply that, but always really spatially aware and very tactile and wanted to, you know, instead of write a paper on something, I would want to build a a model about something and kind of show ideas in 3D. Was really lucky to to go to OCAD in Toronto, Ontario College of Art and Design, and I did a material art and design program there and uh, really started to see the blend of creativity and business um, because I think paired with that creative piece, I was always very entrepreneurial. I think my first business was um, friendship bracelets at a, mm. at a school market. And my friends were like, let's just make these. And I was like, we should probably do a business out of this. Let's yeah. set this up. <laughs> and there were a few more to follow before uh, establishing my interior design business um, in 2010. But uh, yeah, so very creative, very independent, and always kind of wanted to figure things out myself. And um, after going to school in Toronto, and then my partner, uh, then now husband, Quinn, and I decided to move to Vancouver. And that's when I took the leap and started my own business. And uh, yeah, I guess it's been, you know, almost 14 years now. Um, Lots of ups and downs, but love it. It gets Mm -hmm. me up every morning and just really uh, thrilled to just work with clients and create space and 
um, connect with people yeah. every day. So yeah. that's kind of a very nutshell In version. a nutshell. Yeah. yeah. And also you have some kids. I have two kids. Yeah, I have an almost nine-year-old, Grayson. And um, and then we have a, a pandemic baby, Hunter. He just turned two. He was a, a very big surprise, but they're both just such a delight. And uh, the age gap is great, but keeps me on my toes for yeah. sure. Yeah. Um, between running the business um, and, uh, you know, never really took a mat leave with either of them, but made it work. And, um, yeah, just... It's it's all it's all just like so abundant and really really fulfilling. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, so cool. <laughs> yeah, the age gap thing. It's like I feel like it gives you an extra job because I also have the age gap, not as big, but five years yeah. between the older two and the youngest. And I feel like there's you're straddling two different worlds Absolutely. as well, right? Like my older two are like elementary and they are in the same kind of friend group and the same parents for both of their friends and then my youngest it's like a whole other set of people (laughs) a whole other set of routines yeah Yeah. and and my daughter Grayson you know she's been around the studio the design studio for like all of her life and Mm. and a lot of her pandemic years when there was no school she was just in the studio with us Mm. you know and so she's she's very aware of kind of what I do every day and she's just really present and always kind of wants to be around and then and then Hunter comes into the mix and he's he's still very little but very yeah. excited and oh yeah cute. yeah they're so fun <laughs> um okay so let's talk about maybe even just sort of the progression of like starting out your business and at the beginning I mean it's mostly all outreach or what mm-hmm. was it like for you in terms of finding leads and connecting with clients in the beginning yeah, absolutely. So I think I'll kind of uh, take a step back and talk a little bit about really my core values because mm. that has really guided the process over the years. So um, one of those is community mm. for me. And uh, the other two are collaboration and kind of exploration or wonder. But mm. the community is really this um, this thread that's connected everything. And just that ability to connect with people and find alignment with clients and um, hopefully develop relationships and friendships mm-hmm. with people and really. Oh, so you do this with everybody? <laughs> it happens more. <laughs> like we're I definitely was better, special. We're definitely, like closer <laughs> than most, but like it happens where you know you. I think it's that law of election yeah. where yeah. you know you work together and you just you're on the same kind of vibrational like mm-hmm. you know alignment yeah. and. Um, and shared values, you know, mm-hmm. people, and then you just want to do fun stuff together. That community piece, I think from when I first started the business, you know, I had, I had moved to Vancouver from Toronto. So I was totally new to the city, mm-hmm. didn't know anybody because mm. I had grown up in Victoria. So it was kind of, you know, across the, across the water and started slowly started to connect with kind of the interior design community, uh, and, and start to learn kind of the the matrix and kind of who's who and always had this belief that whether or not there was a project on the table right in front of us it it really did that really didn't matter as much as just connection for the sake of connection Mm. and that the hope is that intentional kind of effort will eventually uh come back Mm. as as work jumped into that tried to meet as many people and and still to this day like very very uh, intentional about crafting time you know you mentioned that you know a, a certain you know a day a week it, it always varies mm-hmm. I find regardless very thoughtful about broadening that community mm-hmm. as much as possible um, and yeah and now it's kind of 
really being thoughtful about who, like, what kind of projects do we want to do? What, what are the, who are the people, who are the decision makers? And, and just doing really pure, like super honest outreach Mm -hmm. to try and get face to face with people. And I often invite them for a warm beverage at a coffee shop and just try and make it super casual because that's Mm -hmm. my preference more so than a boardroom. Yeah. Um, Mind you, sometimes we have to do the boardroom stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, that's kind of the very organic way that it developed was just more and more of that. And Mm -hmm. I think over the pandemic, it was tough because I couldn't have that FaceTime with people. And Mm -hmm. I know that being in person in community for me certainly was it has much more strength and Mm -hmm. opportunity than just you know emails and phone calls Mm. so I think and also I had a baby during the pandemic so it was a little bit of a dip um with that time so you know the last few say last two years post-pandemic have just been such an explosive time Mm. um and uh lots of lots of in-person outreach and yeah um yeah yeah, that's so good. I think there's a couple things that you said. One, that you make friends with everybody like you do with me. That's okay. I can handle it. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, but you said that in person has a different feel. And even it sounds like there's a different kind of investment that's mm-hmm. happening in the relationship. Why do you think that is? Do you think it's possible to bring some of that same feel online or do you think in person is just like its own standalone thing for me I think there's just this energy that I can infuse in Mm. person that is really tough through email Mm -hmm. or uh, you know through social or online I just get really really excited Mm -hmm. and I think that can that's much more perceived Mm -hmm. in person right um than you know many exclamation marks in any (laughs) (laughs) or all the emojis (laughs) um I think what I started to realize, like, I don't think I realized it early on in the business, but then I just started to realize that the return on investment, when I met with people in person, even if it wasn't like, you know, the person A has a project and Mm. we're bidding for that project, Mm -hmm. it's more often than not, there is not a project on deck, Mm. but it's like, Hey, I see what you're doing. I'm super interested in it. Mm. Like, let's find a way to collaborate. Like that's Mm. actually often my point of like how I can kind of um, open the conversation Mm. is I'll I'll actually maybe uh, title the email like let's collaborate so that it's this very open invitation for people. Yeah. And my hope is that just that putting that energy out is then like there's reciprocity. Right. And people just want to like you know, you just want to like get together and do fun stuff. Yeah. It is slightly different than the approach of like only pitching to people who have projects or who you yeah. see as potential clients. It's really more, it sounds like you're making the, the decision more on this kind of intuitive feeling that like we have alignment. Yeah. And I don't know exactly if you have a project that would even, you know, apply to what I do, but I can tell that you're cut from yeah, the same I mean, cloth. Like we want the Venn diagram to just have more overlap, you right, know, between right. whether it's like values between like say mm. we work a lot of uh with a lot of developers so like what their kind of corporate values are mm-hmm. or their type of projects and then ours as a studio and yeah I think because I try and do it maybe earlier on in the process the hope is also that that but if we wait until there's an actual project sometimes it's too late because mm. then you know especially in in our industry and in interior design there's maybe a few other people who they are looking at so mm. 
I think part of my strategy in doing it early on is to really understand what's coming up in their pipeline right. and hopefully be front of mind when something comes up yeah. so that we can avoid the um, this comparison game, comparison of fees and, yeah. and, and have them make a decision more on, yeah, feeling and, and energy. Mm-hmm rather than just a number. Right. Because at the end of the day, it's 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 so much more than a number, especially yeah. in the space that we work, which is it's it's design and architecture and um, construction and it's like how people feel in their homes. Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, that's really that's helpful. And I think it's good too to remember that it it's important to be strategic, but maybe I'll ask your thoughts on this. What is the benefit of just opening yourself up to any possible connection and having those coffee dates and investing that time as opposed to like strategically picking the people who are potential clients. Do you, do you ever wrestle with that or is it, what's your approach? I I think I'm in the first camp. Like I, you know, prime example, like in the next few weeks, I have a few coffee dates with other interior designers who I really admire because I really want to get some insight on PR, for mm. example. And so I've never been of the mind that's like being closed off and kind of um, really individualistic about mm. especially entrepreneurship and all of the hats we mm-hmm. have to play, be it business development or just kind of, you know, running your business. Mm-hmm. There's, it's just, it's so much better to be open and mm-hmm. collaborative mm-hmm. than really like closed-minded. Mm-hmm. And and I guess the other piece to that, and I remember Alex, uh, your husband, once when we were out for dinner, asked like, or had an observation like, you know everybody. Yeah. Like, why, why do you do this? <laughs> yeah. And it's because I think also it's like there's the biz dev part, but then there's also like it just feels really abundant and exciting mm-hmm. to just be in touch with what people are like, what they're creating mm-hmm. and putting out into the world. Mm-hmm. And then knowing how to connect the dots for other people. Right. So you, you know, maybe you hear about a project, I hear about a project that some, um, an artist I know is working on, or maybe I know, uh, you know, for prime example, uh, there's this beautiful spa that I sometimes go to. There's a spa and like a, a natural skincare and wellness kind of, uh, shop on main street. And I know that they're looking for a new space and so she shared that with me, the woman who owns the business. And then I all of a sudden was like, oh, maybe I know someone who has space. And so then mm-hmm. was able to connect her with a developer mm-hmm. for a potential. So it's like just being able that connecting the dots is mm-hmm. just like it feels so, so good to mm-hmm. do. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah. Well, and when you help someone connect the dots, then that's another kind of deposit in the relational bank account totally right and it sounds it's it, that sounds really like transactional like I have to make deposits in this bank account so I can make withdrawals but it's <laughs> it's kind of true though like if you spend time with me then all of a sudden we both have more skin in the game totally and there's like if you're gonna you know reach out or I, this happened the other day so we, we have new friends in the neighborhood and um, I when I broke my ankle she offered to watch our youngest and I there was a big part of me that was like oh I shouldn't do that that feels like you know it's gonna be an inconvenience for you but I was like no I've learned enough to know that like it's actually an honor to help somebody and you feel like Like trusted yeah so I was like yes please take him that would be amazing and then the other day she had to go to an appointment and she's like can we drop our son off before school and I was like oh yeah of course like I I feel excited about that I feel honored and it's because there's 
been like these deposits that we're both making in the relationship that like builds that equity. Right? Yeah, and I think, you know, it, it kind of comes back to this idea of of collaboration and reciprocity. Mm-hmm. Like, where did that go? I feel mm. like over the last little while, people have become perhaps a little too, like, single-focused. Mm-hmm. And, like, I can do it myself. But yeah. the reality is, like, one plus one equals three, not two. Right. So the more, the better. And so the more you share your story or the more outreach or the more kind of you can offer those moments of contribution... It's just it just makes things so much better, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Um, so it's it, the yeah the that's an interesting observation though. Like the what did you call it the like, the bank relational bank <laughs> yeah, account. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I I think this also I'm using the investment analogy. Sometimes you invest in something and you don't see the return on that for. 10 years, five years, right? Yeah. And, and, you know, I was, I remember once doing a a leadership retreat with Judy Brooks, I think it was with Judy. Yeah. And, and there was this, uh, she had this, uh, idea to share that, you know, every, uh, outreach experience is, takes a different amount of connectivity to, Mm. to convert to a sale. Mm. And sometimes it's one, right? Sometimes it's like, 50 mm. and over many years mm. and that's okay because mm-hmm. the hope is that it all balances out mm-hmm. and there's a space for everything you know mm-hmm. uh, yeah. but I definitely have people who I've been trying over the years and either I can't get to the meeting or it you know it just hasn't lined up but like that's okay because mm-hmm. maybe eventually it's, maybe it's just not the right time right do you struggle with that like times I know right now you're super busy and you have all the leads and all of the <laughs> people you want but like have you had a time where it felt like it was slower it was oh, absolutely. dry and like how do you approach that I think I yes absolutely there's been uh definitely ups and downs in over 14 year, mm-hmm. years of business and you know for the majority of those 14 years I've had a team of at least you know three to four people so mm-hmm it's not just me on the line. Like I really have to make sure I can pay everybody. Mm-hmm. And so like, it's a very big responsibility. Mm-hmm. You know, it's different if I just like don't pay myself for the month, but right. it's a whole team. So yes, there's definitely been times that are slower. And I think in those moments, it's so important to reflect on kind of the circularity of like the year. And mm. in our industry, sometimes there's seasonality. There's different points of the year that people are really gung-ho and want to start things. And then there's other ones that are slower. So I think maybe two years ago was a little bit slower. And that was also when I had my second child. Mm-hmm. And it's like during the winter and it was a little bit slower. And so I think did a ton of outreach at the time and, you know, meeting with everyone I could. And it was a little bit slow to kind of... Uh, kickstart some new projects but I think what the learning was was do a ton of outreach way before you think and Mm. actually all the time the outreach should always be happening and Mm. always be present Mm. because you never know how long somebody is going to take right or when a project will come up this loop that should always be right right and if you slow down for a time then expect in six months from now you might experience the lull from yeah. that that slower time. I've noticed that in my business because I've had, you know, in the summers, I guess, the last couple mm-hmm. of years, I've definitely taken a step back and mm-hmm. just given myself some space. But then, yeah, you have to like really kickstart things again. And it almost feels not like you're starting over because you have all of the past relationships you already developed. Yeah, it definitely is cyclical mm-hmm. and important to know, okay, if I'm going to start today, it's not going to convert tomorrow. Yeah. It's the efforts I make this month, I'll probably see in yeah. February, March, April yeah. of next year. 
Yeah, and I think the last time that I can remember it being a little bit slower was, yes, right after Hunter was born. And I remember at the time being kind of feeling frustration. Mm. And then I kind of, you know, had a bit more self-reflection and realized, well, no, this is actually like, of course it's slower. Because a little bit of context, when I was pregnant with Hunter... I was very sick. Mm-hmm. I was th- I threw up the whole time, oh. and I actually experienced a lot of um, reproductive mental health stuff. Mm. Uh, was struggling with anxiety and depression the whole time. So, I actually physically and emotionally like couldn't do the outreach. And so then once he was born, of course it was slower because mm-hmm. I had been like nine months out of the game mm-hmm. trying to just keep it together. There's mm-hmm. a reason it's slower. Mm-hmm. It's not just because. You know, nobody's thinking about your business. A couple questions on maybe like a practical note. So mm-hmm. if people are wanting to do this, they're like hearing this and going, okay, I, I really feel like I need to spend more time on business development, specifically on building these relationships. How do you find the people that you want to reach out to? Is it like someone you run into and you just feel a connection or is there some researching potential people mm-hmm. or both? I de- there's definitely research. Okay. Yeah. And I think it's there, it, we should kind of give space to like, there's a more intentional kind of, you know, strategy mm-hmm. and, and that can, you know, come in different forms. For me, it's, it's really thinking about the type of work we want to do, the, those different categories. And for us, it's, you know, there's multifamily residential, there's uh, private homes uh, like yours that we did. And then there's also commercial work and then starting to funnel and, and, and essentially making a really robust spreadsheet mm. of, you know, maybe starting with kind of uh, types of projects and then perhaps businesses and then kind of just really expanding that and thinking about um, whether it's specific people that you want to get in touch with or um, then trying to research, like perhaps once you have a, a list of people, if you don't have a direct connection, then the work is to find what is your warmest connection or warmest Mm. lead I don't use LinkedIn very much but I use it for that Mm. to help because the algorithm will tell me if I type in a name or a business it will tell me in my network who is connected to this so it's kind of there's you know it starts kind of more you know mind mapping and then distilling it down to some names and then um, getting yeah the 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 actual contacts or the, the way to get a contact and then I'm totally unafraid to say, hey Heather, I see you are connected to so and so. I'd love an intro if you feel comfortable doing right. that. And so then that's kind of a, the next layer if I don't have a, a direct connection. And then if I do, I I just send you know a, a really brief email um, that feels a little bit dynamic. I don't usually attach any. Um, portfolio or Mm -hmm. anything like that because I don't want the person to feel like they have to spend a lot of time Mm. in that moment it's just to kind of get their attention Mm -hmm. my go-to is either yeah like a a warm beverage or cold beverage depending on the time Mm -hmm. of year uh, or like a walk sometimes I'm more I'm presenting kind of our our playbook of of our work and our student Mm -hmm. process and team sometimes it's much more casual and conversational mm-hmm. and I'm just it's just really driven by again like that core value of like curiosity and wonder mm-hmm. and just like learning and connectivity yeah. with people yeah so yeah. that's kind of the process of it right I hope everyone heard that she has a spreadsheet <laughs> because I think a lot of heart-centered entrepreneurs that's who I tend to attract we're like it's not working because I don't feel good today mm-hmm. and 
tracking the data is so helpful and the data even just being like these are businesses that I want to connect with intentionally these are people that are connections and this is where we're at in the process because you can tell yourself it's not working and you can tell yourself you have no connections and then if you actually look at it and write it down and have it in front of you you're like oh no there's like 10 people here on this list and I have connections to five of them already. And in fact, I've already had conversations with three of them. Mm-hmm. This is happening. Mm-hmm. It's just, if we go based on our feelings alone, it can really be discouraging because mm-hmm. it all takes time and it all isn't going to happen in a linear fashion. Totally. How often do you like look at your spreadsheet? So this is, it? yeah, this is actually such a good reminder because I absolutely have a spreadsheet. I have done kind of different versions over the years. I don't use anything very sophisticated. Like I'm not using like a CRM. I'm not using like Salesforce. Right. That just feels like too much. Right. Um, and I don't, I don't have a cadence necessarily. Mm. It's, it's, is if, if we kind of go back to the like more intuitive, like feeling Mm -hmm. perspective, it's, it's a bit of the combination of the Mm -hmm. like strategy with the intuitive kind of quality. Yeah. So right now I have a spreadsheet in this software uh, called ClickUp. I think the main thing is to have a place where you can just like brain dump Mm -hmm. ideas Mm -hmm. and hopefully have the sophistication in the program to like build it out. So like Mm -hmm. say you want to schedule it a little bit more and say, okay, I emailed this person on this date. If I don't hear back by this date, I'm going to follow up Mm -hmm. or kind of you know, input a little bit more data. Sometimes I just, I'm, I'm a real Google ecosystem kind of gal. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's like, I use keep for my, uh, like just notes to myself. Mm-hmm. And so often it's just notes of like, Oh, I've driven by this project. And it's like, Oh, I think about this person. And I just give mm-hmm. myself a note. My hope is that eventually as the business grows, I have somebody to like share that insight with mm-hmm. and like help support mm-hmm. on that path. Because mm-hmm. It's a lot mm-hmm. in addition to like all the other hats yeah. in a day. Right. So I would love to, you know, have very specific time carved out, mm-hmm. you know, on a weekly or monthly basis, but it's a little bit more fluid just because that's the reality of being an entrepreneur. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, and I think most of my clients and the women in this community are still solopreneurs. Mm-hmm. And so I think part of this conversation is like, it can feel really overwhelming. Like how much time do I spend on this? And what I've kind of said is if there's an, a block of time where you wish you were working with a client, then take that time Absolutely. to do some relationship building because yeah. it, you could just sit there and be like, nothing's working. Or you could make another Instagram post that may or may not connect with somebody. Or you could go for one coffee date yeah. and have an actual investment in the relationship together that maybe they don't become a client, but maybe they know someone well, who and to, is. Yeah, and to come back to your... Uh, original comment about referral mm-hmm. or, or incoming like mm-hmm. very organic incoming you know you never know who people will talk to mm-hmm. so the the hope is that people share your story mm-hmm. so by meeting with one person it can be spread wider mm-hmm. and that becomes this referral but it's a little bit more um thoughtful mm-hmm. in the process it's not so it's very active mm-hmm. as opposed to passive I think mm-hmm. that's a really clear distinction between um the the, in, in the business development strategy, mm-hmm. it's like, I think at some point I just realized, like, unless I'm very active in this space, how can I expect people to find me? Right. Because, you know, also when we kind of talk about social, I am not, I've, I've chosen to 
when I have, let's say when I have an hour, and I know we've spoken about this before, I've chosen to try and allocate that hour towards meeting someone in person that could be could bring an opportunity rather than doing a planning a post mm. because what the you know the history of my business has told me is that in person time has a a greater chance of success. Mm. So yeah, just that really active kind of presence. And the the other piece that I just kind of thought about too was sometimes when you're more when you're doing it more forward thinking for people before there's a project or an opportunity on deck, you're actually making their life easier mm. because you're kind of presenting and kind of telling them about you. And so when it comes time mm-hmm. to have something, they have to do, they don't have to do as much work. Mm-hmm. So it's, yeah. it's, you know, just being considerate of people's time. Too. Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, and I like that because it kind of frames it as it's a service to people. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And, um, I think the thing that keeps popping into my head is like, there's this really interesting balance or dance between intentionality and strategy (laughs) and intuition and how does it feel and I think those can really work together and I think you can have a heart-centered strategy and it's the piece that really kind of holds it all together is the values Mm -hmm. and that's something I talk a lot about with with my clients is like if you start with your values you will, the action you will take will feel aligned, Mm -hmm. right? Like if your value is truly for connection, then you're not going to probably be drawn to sliding into someone's DMs totally cold, pitching them Mm -hmm. because that's not, you don't even know if they have the problem. You don't know their story. You don't know if they're even interested. So if you're leading with that value, then it's going to feel more aligned and not slimy and not, Mm -hmm gross because that's what we all don't want to be totally and that you know that being said I've definitely had some you know warm beverage coffee shop dates with people and I can tell immediately because I'm in person that it's not a good right right (laughs) if it was an email interaction I probably would not have gleaned that so quickly yeah so you know, it, it's actually helpful mm. for future kind of opportunities to learn that faster yeah. from the person. Right, right. And it's not a waste of time because then you've Because you can tell clarity. people's values just like how they show up and right. how they talk. Right. And if, if there is not alignment, it's like, oh, something goes off and you're yeah. like, maybe this is another opportunity. Yeah. But that is that happens pretty infrequently, but it right. does still happen. Yeah. Yeah, I, this will be my last question and then we can wrap up, but uh, this just reminded me. So there's somebody that I've connected with in the last couple of months and just right away I was like, something's just off. Yes. This doesn't feel right. Like I can tell we're not. And if you're kind of connected kind of intuitively, yeah. that be, it becomes clear. Right. Yes. But she's at all these things that I go to. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's a part of me is like, well, she kind of draws the same audience that would be my ideal client is it still worth it for me to like stay connected there Mm. or is it better to just take that time and energy and go find more aligned opportunities? opportunities? Do you have any thoughts on that? That's interesting. Yeah. I mean, I I get, I think we deal with that in a different way with, you know, other studios. Right. And often it comes down to like aesthetic or like Mm -hmm. what kind of projects you've done. But I think it it comes back to that like collaborative, really community led approach. And, um, it, I, I, I usually don't let kind of that judgment, like Mm -hmm. self judgment or criticism 
guide the right. process. Right. I try and remain open yeah. because you just never know yeah. what people want. Yeah. And so I've always, what is that phrase? Community over competition mm-hmm. all day, every day. Yeah. So I will show up. I will, you know, uh, you know, ask those questions, be present against people who are perhaps seen as your competitors right. and hopefully the, the, like that spirit of generosity mm-hmm. and collaboration takes over. Right. And that speaks louder than anything. Yeah. You know? So good. (laughs) So good. Okay. One final thought for the people listening, Mm -hmm. the female entrepreneur, she's, I'm, I'm imagining she's listening to this and like, this sounds amazing. I want to do this. I don't really know how to fit it in. I don't know where to start. Like what would be kind of a piece of advice for someone who's just starting to do this kind of business development? Yeah. Where do they start? Understanding how you uh, generate ideas mm-hmm. is, a, is a really great place to start. So for me, uh, I really love like sketching and writing things down mm-hmm. as opposed to like listening to things. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, you know, getting a big piece of paper and having some great pens or markers mm-hmm. or whatever kind of lights you up mm-hmm. and just like brainstorming. Mm-hmm. So what, whatever, reflecting on whatever format it is for you um but don't not being afraid to start somewhere mm-hmm. because it will it will just inform the process mm-hmm. and and kind of develop over time yeah so yeah and then pick a few of those people and start small warm and it, beverage and totally warm beverage <laughs> it's like just the, it like reframe it for people like I right think, biz dev in the past perhaps and depending on the industry has a bad rap yeah but it's actually super fun right to connect with people and, yeah. and so I think just that reimagining of the process and um, listening and, and trying to kind of shape it more actively and intentionally, it's, it's, it can actually be really fun yeah. and enjoyable and um, then overwhelming. Right. You know? I love that. Well, thanks for taking the time thanks, to Ashley. share. Uh, you do this so well. You're oh, like thanks. one of those super connectors. Thanks. Yeah. I love it. It really lights me up. It's it's a part of, um, it's like a true joy of being an entrepreneur. Yeah. So, yeah. So fun. All right. Thanks, everyone. We'll talk to you later. Thanks so much for tuning in to today's episode. If you found it helpful, follow along and give us a quick review so that we can get the more heart, less hustle message into the hands of more women. And if you want to take this work even deeper, come check out Life Launch. It's my monthly coaching membership where we take all of these ideas and we apply them to your life so you can get the incredible results for yourself. Check it out at heatherborsma.com. We'll see you next week.